This is Camp Hacker. Come find our show notes and our blog for camp directors and leaders at camphacker.tv. Good day and welcome to our podcast. This is Camp Hacker, episode 60, recorded on the 4th of December, 2013. Today's topic, 10 top tips for hiring great summer camp staff. If you would like easy, automatic, and free updates of our podcast, you can subscribe in iTunes, the BlackBerry Podcast Directory, or the Stitcher app. Search for Camp Hacker. This week's Camp Hacker podcast is sponsored in part by the Camp Owners and Directors Association. You provide quality camp experiences for children, helping them grow and gain independence. We help you achieve your vision. Check us out at campownersanddirectors.com. And by the amazing support of camp pros like you. We'd like to take a moment to thank our listeners who have become patrons of Camp Hacker. If you'd like to show your support and earn some cool rewards, go to patreon.com slash camphacker. We can't do this without your support. We hope you enjoy the Camp Hacker Show. Hello, Camp Pros, and welcome to the Camp Hacker Podcast. My name is Travis Allison. I run a blog about running a great summer camp at camphacker.tv. And my name is Gabrielle, and I'm one of the camp directors at Camp Waro. Uh, camp Waro is an all-girls camp uh, with a linguistic program situated in the Laurentians in Quebec. Hi, Gab. How's it going? Great. Good. Uh, it's just the two of us again. It um, is. Dan has meetings all day today and apologizes he couldn't make it. Uh, and Joe is, he must be coming back from Australia pretty soon. Um, but, uh, you know, we had such good feedback, Gab, from our show that we did it in the end of May or the beginning of June, just the two of us, and we did uh, 10 tips for staff training that yeah. um, that we thought we'd do it again for them. Yeah, I'm, I'm very excited. I mean... Um, I love uh, speaking with Dan and Joe, but this is a nice opportunity to just sort of like throw out our top 10 tips and, yes. uh, and what's our subject. I'm very excited about yeah. the subject. So it is uh, 10 tips for hiring your summer camp staff like a boss. Yeah, like a boss. Like a boss. Um, so we're just going to give you 10 quick things. It might be a much shorter show than usual, but we still have our tools um, yep. on top of the 10 things. So Gab, I would like you to start us off, please. Okay, cool. Um, well, one of my uh, one of my number one tips about hiring staff like a boss is re-interviewing all of your returning staff members. So that's number one, re-interview all of your returning staff members. And this can be a daunting task, especially if you have a high returning rate. But I can't stress enough how helpful it has been for us to re-interview our staff. Um, and there's a couple of ways that you can do that. If a staff member is um, applying for a new position, then it's a great opportunity to ask them questions about their ideas on, let's say, being head of canoeing, um, what they like, what is camp doing well with canoeing right now, and what are some of your ideas as a staff member. Yes. But if they're returning into a similar position, uh, one of our, our tricks um, or one of the things that we do is ask them, what is something that camp can do better? Mm. And they have to come to this interview with that already thinking about um, that thought. And they don't have to have an answer it's really more of a conversation yep. this way you really can see if staff members are invested in camp um of course they have to apply and there's a whole 
yes. um, system on that. But that aspect of and, and I always get great ideas. Um, and sometimes they're big change. They're, they're big changes that we actually put in, into place. And but most of the time they're small little shifts. Um, but your staff is. Uh, you can really see that investment. And then always we touch upon some of the things that they can improve upon for next year that they've already talked about in their valuation at the end of the summer. Um, but if those things pop up again in the summer, then we can, uh, that the following summer we can address them. Say, remember yep. when we chatted about this? So, um, sometimes I'm exhausted. I'm like, Oh, we're doing this. <laughs> and, uh, but I, it's just, we started this about five years ago and, um, you don't have to do every single one either. You can, you can train some of your leadership team members to do these. And I sort of recommend you do that. And, uh, and we all do it by Skype. So, or if they're close to the office, they come in, but yep. yeah, yeah, it's great. It's really good. How many staff interviews do you do a year cap? Um, uh, myself, probably myself, probably around, uh, I would say between 30 to 50. Um, that's people. No, right interviews sometimes it, uh, the interview process is, is more than that and then i have other people that do it that are were are on our leadership team and yeah. uh, they take a big chunk and yeah. then we meet right so it's right. a big it's a lot of uh, hours okay. in your in your work but yeah it's worth it yes um well that's a great one thank you very much i have some about um, the application process, and hopefully it's not too mm -hmm. late for people to get out of that. But I'm going to go back around to those because I like your, I like where you're starting here um, with interviewing your old staff. Um, one of my tips is to hire the people you fired, and uh, we've done this a few times. It's always the right, it's always the right person. Um, we recognize that if you are 17, 18, 19 years old, that you can make dumb mistakes because we made dumb mistakes too. Um, and I certainly made dumb mistakes when I was a counselor. Yeah. And, um, and there are people that we have fired on in one summer that on the way out, we said, this is a fireable offense. You have to go home, but we would like you to apply again for next year. And, um, and then we sort of keep track of that person throughout the year, see how they're doing and make sure again, when it comes to application time that we say, we are looking for an application from you this year, it would be, it'd be great to see it. And we're very specific with that person to a little bit more intensive than we would for another returning staff person, because we want to see that there's been growth, but our experience has been, you know, the four or five times that we have hired somebody who got fired the summer before they have turned around and been some of our best staff um, in that following summer because they realize they mistake mistake. They've had a year to grow and develop and think about it. And those kind of people, as I say, we let them go and say, we want you to apply, but we also, they're the ones that we know when they've gone home, they know how much they've disappointed camp and how much they've put in jeopardy by what they did. And when they come back to camp with a solid understanding of that, then um, they come back as, as much better leaders. The other thing to that is that it shows our staff that we are, um, that we're open people. We're willing to consider that you could make a mistake and, and still make up for it. So I, I think that that has helped um, a lot in, in the hiring in general and in the atmosphere in the years that, that follow. 
Yeah, I can't, I can't agree more. That's a, that's a great tip. And I think you're a hundred percent right. If, if, you know, they were spoken to well afterwards and, um, usually they are mistakes that they completely regret. Um, oh, yeah. and, uh, and they come back as some of your strongest staff because they, they know how lucky they are to be there. They are, know how lucky they are to get that second chance. And, I think a staff member that comes back after being um, fired takes a lot of guts, and uh, yep. that means that they're really there. I think for the right reasons, and they become your some of your best staff. So yeah. um, that's an insightful one. I didn't, I didn't think of that, but I really I that's definitely one to to keep right. to keep in the books. Yeah, great, yep. good. Um, what, what's your number three? Yeah. My number three is um, when you're. Uh, when you're hiring new staff members, you want to lessen the gap. I, I say this all the time, but you really want to lessen the gap between expectations and reality. Okay. Um, and, uh, and, and really, 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 we don't try to, we used to sell ourselves like this is the, these are our values and this is what kids get out of it. And this is what staff get out of our program. Yeah. And just done a full 180 on that. Um, and, uh, there's a, a great, uh, people that follow sort of um, leadership theories will know Shackleton, who is a yeah. an explorer. Um, and uh, basically, Shackleton was known. There's a great quote where they say, you know, if you want to stay alive, I'll go with Shackleton. If I want to reach the summit, I'll go with I can't remember who Scott. I think yes. And but Scott, then the the thing is that Scott's team all all perished. Um, and Shackleton, Shackleton's team, he kept them alive in the Antarctic. And right. he basically wrote as his uh, to get his team together. Um, you know, unbearable conditions. Um, you know, survival unlikely. Yes. And he had a lineup outside of his building, and yeah. so we sort of taken that. Um, that lead and it's, yeah, survival, we want everybody to survive. But, um, but basically what we do is we don't put ourselves down uh, at all, but we say, you know, this is what we do and this is why we do it well. Um, however, this is what's difficult about the job. And right. um, we give them a package before we meet our new staff members. We expect them to read it. So right from the beginning, we have high expectations. Yes. Uh, we ask them questions, not as a quiz, but what did you think of this? What did you think of that? Get them engaged in, our, in the conversation. Um, but what we're really trying to do is lessen the gap between their imagery of what camp is and um, the reality. Yeah. And um, I sort of think of it as... Uh, two big walls or cliffs and, and a rope and somebody swinging and yeah. you're going to hit that reality wall no matter what, even right. if you're returning to camp, but in a new position, you have your idea. But if we lessen that gap, the hit isn't as hard and they become good staff. You attract the right staff members. And then once they come to camp, they're like, Oh yeah, this is what they said it was going to be like. Yeah. There's really very little free time. Um, we are in the middle of nowhere. Uh, you know, like they, they, there's a lot of bugs. Um, so, <laughs> so that that has really made a big difference. And then creating that package, this is like a part B of, of number yeah. three. But yes. we've asked our new staff members after they spend a season with us, what are some things that were like, this is weird here. I mean, I get it but yeah. I didn't understand it before. Yeah. And so they write up sort of, we ask our new staff members to, to say, tell us what was helpful that we gave them and what they wish they would have known. And we keep adding that to, to the package uh, for right. our staff. So right. that's an easy way to get, 
a little package done, ask all of your new staff members after a season or even a couple of seasons. Say, yeah. Can you give me three tips that you wish you would have known? Yes. It, it writes itself. Right. So, and you know, that would have been smart for us along the way because we've had so many staff that have come from other camps mm-hmm. um, that come in and stay with us, like come with us and stay with us. But they all say, I never worked this hard at a camp before. Um, yeah. And it's worth it. I see. I totally see the value. I'm not complaining. I'm just telling you that no other camp works as hard as we do, and that 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 gives them a real feeling of belonging and accomplishment yeah. as well. But it'd be better if they had a, if at least we tried a little better to um, to explain that to them. So, yeah, and they it makes their stay better and and it it makes also the type of staff that you're going to get you you want to attract these hard working staff members and uh you, you want so it's important not to try to sell your camp people yeah. that that want to work hard are kind of attracted to hard working yeah. and yeah. uh we've definitely attracted hard working staff members so that's great that's, yeah awesome right on yeah. uh so that was 3 my three. number 4 uh, is about the application process. One of the things that I am most proud that we did is we changed our application, which was um, tedious for people to fill out and boring for us to read. Um, one of the things that we added to the application process was we would ask one question a year and then allow them to answer it in the most creative way they wanted. So it could be... Um, what what do you most want your campers to get out of camp this summer? Uh, it could be how are you, how will you add to the community of what we're building at camp? Something that they could just leave it pretty wide open and then allow them to answer it in any creative way possible. And it became just known as the creative project that they would have to do. So they would um, often at Christmas reunion they would hand us their work. Um, there wasn't a lot of them who sent us stuff digitally when we left in 2007, when I left in 2007 anyway. But I, I know that they're getting lots of digital projects now. So that has included things that people have made, like giant metaphors for what their summer would be, like a handmade, hand-painted mailbox. Um, it's been... Um, a new crest for camp that they've designed. It's been a video they wrote, um, you know, a rap uh, uh, song. It's been tons of things. Poetry, it's been a whole gamut. It's been amazing. And uh, I don't know if they're still doing it, but we sort of would collect the one or two top ones from each year. And um, it'd be great for us as camp directors, we'd take them to conferences and, and show them to other people as part of our presentation some of what the creative projects were. Um, and I do think that they were hard work, but that was a good way to know if people were willing to put in the hard work uh, to do to to do what it takes to get their job done in the summer. Yeah, I and I mean, you know that we do that now yeah. after I saw you got. I mean, I think what sold me was somebody designed like different T-shirts that linked to certain songs that yes. were pertinent at your camp. Absolutely. And I was like, this is amazing. Absolutely. Um, it's, uh, I think uh, for us, for, it gets me excited about camp. Like I get these projects and all of a sudden I'm super, super sparked about camp. And um, from from our staff, when we do our re-interviews, I ask about that process and what how, how that was for them. And 
I've ne- I haven't had one person that has said, "Ugh, I don't like doing this." I've all I've had is people being like, "At first, I wasn't sure, and yeah. then I started doing this, and it, it helps them to get back into camp. It helps them to think about camp, why they're coming back to camp." Um, and you know, it's always about purpose, right? You know, especially for your returning staff members, and um, and we have had people, and and like we say, we you don't have to, you can write, you can write a beautiful essay, you can write poetry, but yes, we're getting a lot more digital stuff, and some of these guys are becoming really creative, and uh, um, we yeah, it's it's just it's just amazing. I'm I'm really loving it. I love that you guys came up with this, and will be. I I don't see us. Like, I think we'll be doing this forever. I don't see yeah. why we wouldn't. Right. Um, it's always new. And then staff members that are applying for a new position, they don't do a creative application. They do an application for that position. Right. Um, so that that shakes it up. That changes it a little bit. But it really gets them thinking about it. I definitely, yeah. I, I think it's a must really for all camps. Right. Um, uh, it, you learn a method. lot. Yeah. You and you also see who's not, who just threw something last minute. Yeah. And um, we we did have a couple, I think one or two staff members that did something last minute. And I think as a director, you can choose to either confront them about it and say, do it. You have 20, you know, 48 hours to redo it or say yeah. you're not, you can't come back to camp. Right. Um, I think that's your call. But yeah, that yeah. it really does show. So that's a good thing, too. Yeah. It's funny that you remember those um, those T-shirt designs because we ended up taking that staff member's T-shirt designs and making them the T-shirts that we sold that summer. Oh, cool. um, and the woman who did it is Rebecca Jess, who's known as Campus Palais, and she's been on this show a couple times before. So she's gone on to become a camp director um, oh. after that summer. So, yeah, you certainly find some great great possibilities the other quick thing that i like about that is that sometimes at camp we most notice the people who are really in your face and who love to do announcements and love to lead songs and and we they're the ones that that stick out and we don't see the quieter ones who are great one-on-one with kids and and dealing with um with those kids who are upset they're just so good at that when and this project sometimes gives them a chance to stick out um, yeah. and show off their their creative side that we don't see day to day sometimes yeah and we we're i i just contacted one of our 17 year old staff members so she was a cit with us and she was doing her first creative application and she did a a tumbler um yeah. and did the top 93 because it's our 93rd i think we're going into our 93rd or 94th okay yes she'll tell me because she knows <laughs> uh the 93 reasons why Waro is amazing to yeah. her yeah. And um, I was so blown away that, and it just inspired a whole new marketing concept for us. And contacted her about it and say, you know, we're you've just inspired us to do this that we're right. now working on, which I will announce once we once we put it together. But um, th- just how how she it also helps you see camp through fresh eyes. Yeah. Um, how she experiences camp. What and it was just like what was special <clears throat> to her. And I was like, oh, I love that too. But I never thought it was something anyways obviously yeah. we both think it's great and it is yes it people is. should do this <laughs> yeah um so i'm glad you mentioned that my so i think we're on number five it is five um, yes number five um oh, what do i have i have uh, train your staff on how to hire um mm-hmm. so i said that a little bit at the beginning i really 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 i i know some directors 
are like warriors when it comes to hiring staff members and they might be one or two people and that's like what they do and they're amazing at it. Um, I was kind of that way as well. And I think directors sometimes are a little bit control freaks and we need to let go, but it's not just about letting go. It's about, um, especially for new staff to have different faces um, when they're meeting people. I like new staff members. There, There should be at least two interviews um, and one should be about them getting to know who you are and a little bit how getting to know them. And then the next interview, we have a minimum two, yes. um, should be about more specifics about camp and specific questions. But train your staff on how to do that first interview. It gets them to be professional about your camp. Um, they start to think of this as a business. So it just lessens your load yes but more importantly um these key staff members are are representing you they take it seriously and um you're giving them guidelines bring them with you on an interview debrief the interview afterwards um with that person that you're training and and send them off and it's a it's an amazing way to to build um uh your professional network and uh after every single interview, we always debrief with the person that we're doing the interview with. Yeah. So it gets them into, we evaluate all the time at camp and it's not, it's great. It's, you know, we're telling you there's nothing that we're hiding. Uh, they tell us how they had the experience, but we get that experience out um, right away debriefing. But my number one is train your staff to interview. Um, it's it's going to, it really, really helps your organization, I think. Yeah. That's perfect. Yeah. That's perfect. Um, so I'm just looking at mine in order. So I would yeah. say number five. So then mine in number six is um, is if you can manage it, if the logistics are there, um, have instead of an interview day, um, they have a hiring day. And by hiring day, you bring everybody together for the day and do lots of camp activities throughout the day so you can see people interact. People, interviews are funny. Interviews are important. It's good to ask those questions and to get some feedback. And as you do get better and better at interviews, you get better pulling out from people who are really shy, getting them you know, relaxed and, and calm and, and settling into their interviews. But... Um, <clears throat> one way to sort of skip over that altogether is to do a hiring day and hiring day was so incredibly successful for us but we're lucky because we everybody basically was within two hours of toronto so we could host it one day in toronto would be two hiring days a year hosted in toronto people were required to be there if they wanted to work at camp that summer uh, unless they were more than three hours away. So there'd be people who'd be away at school that we'd do interviews for. But what we wanted to do, we had two hiring days. So one day was specifically for um, the senior staff, the leadership team and senior staff, and the other one for counselors. But you're required to be at... Um, you're required to be at one of them. So if you couldn't make counselor day, then you would have to come to the senior staff day and you couldn't make senior staff day, you come to counselor day. Uh, and we would start from the very beginning as if we were building with a, building a team with a brand new group. We would start with get to know you activities. We would um, do lots of name games, etc. So new people would feel like they fit in right from the start. And then we would change the activities so that some of them would be 
Um, and we did a lot of work with true colors, so I use that metaphor quite often. Um, the oranges are the ones that are the always in your face, always up front leading skits that are loud and brash and, and funny. Um, and the greens are more thoughtful, the golds more organized, and the blues more sensitive. So we would split up the day so that each one of those different true colors characteristics would show in people. Um, and we would also give people a chance to um, a different chance to lead. So there would be games to lead, there would be problems to solve, there would be a two-minute speech, um, there would be all sorts of stuff. And then in the afternoon we would keep the activities going and pull people out to do mm -hmm. their interviews. Um, so two or three people would be gone from the group. And honestly it it gave us such a good feeling for the staff um it allowed us to to hire for the person um so we would know what the person's skills were and say okay we're going to find you the right job um yeah. it's probably not what you applied for or maybe it's your second or third choice but this is having seen you work with the people you're going to work with this summer this is where we need you to, to go um so hiring day was such a great great success i know it doesn't work for everybody but if you can highly recommend it you need to be smart and get the hiring day dates out really soon so if people yeah. can book off their work meaning they need to know early in the fall when hiring days are so they can book off that time from work um but totally totally worth it for us yeah i i i've, I've always wanted to do we're one of those camps that, uh, that can't do yeah. a hiring yeah. day. Our, our staff are spread out. Um, I know uh, Joe's spoken about it. Um, I know in Quebec, there's a lot of people that do that. A lot of Quebec camps hire from around their area. Um, it's sort of something that I've been um, jealous about, yeah. but I think it is the way to go. Um, and, uh, and I can lead into something if you can't do a hiring yes, day, yes. what's a good, what are good things to, to do? So, um, so my number seven is ask, tell me about a time when questions. Yep. Um, so, so all of us as, as, uh, what you want when you're hiring people is you sort of want the, the basic, uh, core of what you're looking for in a staff and your questions should reflect um, each aspect. So for example, um, one of our, our core requirements for a staff member is self-awareness. It's very important to receive feedback when, and when you're self-aware, you can hear that feedback, um, and you're able to make changes. So self-awareness is one, uh, you know, working very well with at least one of our age groups is another. So we have three general age groups. They have to be able to work really well with one of those, um, teamwork and then we have a description of what teamwork is and you know blah 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 so we everybody when you're hiring you want to look at what are your core needs from your staff members um, and and then if you can't for new staff members if you can't see them in action get them to tell you stories about certain situations in their life that pretty much everybody has experienced so um, we have one of our questions is uh, you know, tell me, tell me about a time when you were working with a group and there was conflict. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and then, you know, I usually give the example, you know, at school when you're in university, you usually do group work. Yes. There's always conflict. Tell, tell me about that time. <laughs> we yeah. warm up to that question. That's why we have two interviews. But what we're looking for is somebody that, um, um, first of all, isn't, the person that fixed everything and made it perfect and self-sacrifice. We don't want that. Um, we don't want people that self-sacrifice that doesn't work well 
in yeah. our camp. In the end, they burn out usually. It's not sustainable. Um, right. It's not sustainable. Yes. Um, so we asked him about, so usually what we're looking for is somebody that gets frustrated. It's like, like I was trying to talk to this person and they wouldn't listen. And that was irritating. So then I tried and you're like, okay, so they, they can share that they're frustrated. This is great. We're in a good path. Anyways, what we what we tend to do after the tell me about a time, we ask, is there anything that you would have changed with that situation in yep. retrospect? So tell me about a time when, um, you know, a kid was crying and you tried to help them out. It just gives you ideas on what they're like in those situations. And, and if they didn't do well in those scenarios, which is completely fine, we ask them, um, you know, is there anything you would have done differently? So... Does we don't always ask that. Usually, sometimes it's they're presenting the best scenario, and it is an yep. interview, so they are going to do that. But I find that that's sort of the simplest way to get this information, and um, and also see if they can laugh about certain situations yep. and and tell them that it's okay. It's okay if it wasn't perfect. I just want to <laughs> know what your experience is in these type of things. So, tell me about a time when it's been very helpful when you can't get together and see them. Uh, act uh, with a bunch of your staff members and yes yeah so that's right. my number seven brilliant brilliant good one gab Thanks. <clears throat> excuse me um so i get two more i'm lucky cool. <clears throat> one is um my first one is to do the background research on your person and yes. use all of the tools available uh Knowing that you can Google a person, I think, is certainly the place to start. I would also look at their public profiles on Facebook. I've heard some camp directors say that they get another staff member who's a friend of that person to show them the view, the friend's view of their Facebook pages, and I'm not that comfortable with that. I'm really, I really want to see what their public, what they put yeah. out in public. Um, and um, most young adults are smart enough to know that what goes on to their public sphere is public and people will find it. And yeah. if they're smart enough to create a private profile uh, and use just that with their friends and that's where their party pictures are and, and all that stuff, but no one can find it and no one can see it, I think that's smart. That's yeah. just good yeah. good brand management from you know personal perspective. Um, and so I want to see what they can see in public. But I also... Um, would search on Twitter because not all the Twitter stuff shows up in Google search. Mm -hmm. um, and the other thing I do now um, for clients, and I, if I was a camp director, I would do this for my staff, is, excuse me, I would create a an alert so that if their name ever shows up in blogs, in discussion forums, etc., that I would get notified by email. And yeah. I... I use a, this is more for our, once they're hired, it's sort of the last stage. When we're sending out contracts, I'd create an alert for them. But yeah. if you're serious about somebody and, and want to start the alerts, then do it. So I use a website called talkwalker.com. And Talkwalker allows me to create saved Google searches oh. that the results get emailed to me. And they get emailed to me once a day. So I do that for all my clients. I do it for all the people that work with us. I do it for Camp Hacker, etc. Um, and sometimes you have to modify your searches. Um, for example, I have one created for Travis Allison, and there is a much more famous Travis Allison than me. Um, 
who has band he's from north carolina and he has the travis allison band and so i wanted to not see that travis's stuff in my results so i put in brackets travis allison close bracket and then the next word was minus in the word band so that it wouldn't show me anything that had the word band in it um so that cut out some of the chaff and that way I could just keep track of what's going on. Um, if things change for this person, um, you know, they have a big family emergency that you would want to know and be able to be there to, you know, show them their your camp family was supporting them, then you would get notification on a, on a daily basis about them. Most often you create those alerts and you never see anything. And that's perfect. Yep. But uh, it's good when things do come up that you have a way of knowing without having to wait for somebody to say, hey, this, I, I found this bit of information. So that's talkwalker.com. Yeah, I love that. It's, it's just being ahead of the game. It's being proactive. Yep. Yep. I like it. Um, my last but not least, number nine, um, is uh, set the bar um, and then stick to it before you do any interview rehiring or new staff hiring. And... Um, I've just, just time and time again, when I've lowered the bar because I felt like we needed, it just comes and bites me in the took us. Yeah. And, um, two years ago we had a staff member, a new staff member. And, um, one of my hiring team members interviewed this person and then I interviewed the person and in our notes, we both agreed that this person was just slightly below what we expected. And then we both said to each other, you know, maybe we're setting this expectation too high because on paper, this person's great. But in some of the answers, they were off. Um, And we both looked at each other. We said, you know what, let's let's give this person a chance and then we'll see. And it it just turned out to be just not a good experience. We had to get rid of the person very quickly. And it was horrible. Um, (laughs) So it it taught me a good lesson. We both were like, hey, lesson learned officially, strongly. Um, but also, I remember Jeff Bradshaw um, is a, a great camp director in Ontario, and um, I remember going to a session of his, and he said that he had one of those amazing staff members everybody likes, everybody loves. He he loved camp, and he sent in his application. This is when the applications were coming in by fa- fax. Yeah. Um, literally, like 15 minutes after it was due, and it was right. scribbled, and yeah. it just was obviously this person did it last minute. And he basically uh, told this person that they didn't have a position at camp this summer. And I was kind of, that was one of my first lessons of, you have to set an expectation and it has to go for everybody. Um, And I've done that and it's really tough to do and it's hard. And sometimes you think you're, maybe you're shooting yourself in the foot, but other staff members respect it. And they, they, they like that they've, they've done the work. And you respect that. And yes. if other people don't do the work, and it's the same with our interview process. And it's very hard to do, but I just say set the bar, decide as a team what that bar is, and then um, and then um, follow it. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Right on. That's a yeah. great one. I certainly know. I in in we often giggle about this that I we needed one more male counselor, and we okay. hired the wrong guy. Um, I did the interview by myself and I said to Beth, I don't know, he's a little weird, um, but I think we should hire him and, and we totally regretted it. Yeah. Um, and when we ha- had to fire him, all the rest of the staff was happy to step up and take over his 
parts yeah. little parts of his responsibilities because it meant that they didn't have to carry this guy anymore and yeah. put up with all his really weirdness so yeah definitely set the bar it's great lesson. yeah and weirdness in the way that in the sense that he's not doing his job and he's, yes oh yes yeah he's just yeah. creating yep the, yeah, I like weird. Yeah. I like weird people at camp. I've certainly am one of yeah. them. But um, no, this clearly, is, yeah, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so am I. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think camp is where the weird people go to survive and and thrive. Yeah, shine. Yeah, yeah. yeah but exactly. then there's those that are 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 uh, they're dragging. They're dragging everybody, and yeah. um, we like to say like. Like a good staff member knows how to walk the line, you know, yeah. like yeah. they, a camper knows that they can have so much fun with this staff member, but they cannot go here. That's, yes. that's the yes. line and they can never go there. Um, right. So those that are blurry with those lines, they just, they can't walk the line. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think exactly. there's a good one. About that. That's great. All right, what's yours? Last Number 10. Number 10. ten. This is, uh, we talked about this on the last podcast, which was finding a career in summer camp. And, yes. um, and there's some good points about this, but um, I, it was, it, it, my, my point is this. If you hire the person and hire the person for camp and not the position, you can train them to do a position. Yes, um, I do think it's valuable to bring in people with great skills and add new skills, new songs, new outside experiences to camp. I think that's always good. But I think we've made some big mistakes in our career when we hired a person who had the skills that we wanted but didn't know camp and couldn't handle camp. And we had a few miserable summers because of a particular person who um, was great but couldn't couldn't handle the community of it um so we have since learned and this has certainly been passed on on since is to find the right person and then teach them the skills at karen and at glenmore we also did this did this we didn't hire a catering company we hired our own cook and we found we had much greater successes the kitchen was as if kitchen's miserable camp is miserable yes um we had much greater success by hiring camp people and training them to be a cook instead of hiring great cooks and moving them into the camp community. So we had a lot of problems for years with this, trying to find the right person. And eventually we just found them from great counselors who could step up and, you know, enjoyed the role and and took it on. Or some who did well, but um, didn't didn't love the job, but did it for camp for one summer. Um, yeah. And... and then the kitchen's happy, everybody goes in for food, and the kitchen staff's all dressed up and wearing costumes and singing, and you walk past and everybody's singing at the top of their voices to the music, and it's just so much better. It makes camp feel great. And that's my one specific example, but we've done it in lots of other positions where people, we hired someone to be the music and drama director who was not really musical, could sing, but that was about it, but we said no. It's you. You can take this. We know you can take this and make it an amazing program. And she did. One of the great ones. Um, so so that's my point. That's my number 10. Hire the person and train them for the job. And um, it's a lot easier than hiring someone with the skills. Oh, it's, so. That is like, uh, that's like gold. It's just, it's words of wisdom. And it's, uh, it, it'll come and bite you in the butt if you just hire the skill and 
a hundred, hundred percent times over. Um, I wrote all these down. Do you want me to recap our one to 10? Yes. Great. Please. All right, cool. So number one, uh, re-interview your staff, your returning staff. Number two, um, hire the people you fired. Number three, lessen the gap between expectation and reality. So tell your new staff what it's, what camp is really all about. Uh, number four, um, application process. Use the crea- creative touch, so do a creative application. Number five, train your staff in the hiring process. So get some of your staff to do the hiring with you or for you. Um, number six, hiring day. So create a whole day or two days uh, where everybody can be together and do, hi- do the hiring that way, experiential hiring. Um, number seven, if you can't do that, ask questions that start with, tell me ab- about a time when, so yep. they can use their own experience. Number eight, uh, background research, so set alerts. Can you re-say the, uh, the website It's called talk, talkwalker.com, T-A-L-K, talkwalker.com. I'm using that now. Mm-hmm. And number nine, set the bar and then stick to it. And, and number 10, hire the person, not the position. So hire the person and train them in that position uh, yep. and you'll get a much better result. Yes. It's a good, it's a good top awesome. 10. It was a great top 10. Yeah. Thank you very much, Gab. That was awesome. No problem. I love these. Yes, me too. Yeah. All right. Well, that's good. That's very good. It's time then for our tool of the week. Tool of the week. So we don't have, we'll just be quite quick because there's just the two of us, but if you are watching or listening for the first time, then uh, the tool of the week is something that our panelists bring to every show that we think would help them become a better camp director. Uh, and so Gab, I want you to start off with your tool, if you would, please. My tool is dafont.com, D-A-Font.com, and it's where you can upload, download um, a bunch of free fonts. And we are in the youth development business, and uh, wacky fonts are great. You can get themed fonts for Halloween, uh, for summer. You can get straight-up clean fonts, cute fonts, whatever. Um, But they're very easy to use. Um, I always recommend don't use too many fonts on one page, but one font to stand out above all the others are are fun. Um, And they're great to put on top of images and put on Facebook. So it's free, and you can donate if you like, which I, I do do that so yes. that I can help DaFont along. This is like Excellent. a lot of do's and does, but yes, so DaFont is great, great website. Perfect. That's a good one. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Um, I haven't recommended a book in a long time, but I have a new book that I've just started and I've heard some great stuff about it. Excuse me, and I've heard lots of interviews with the author. Um, and he's a guy who, um, his name is Gary Vaynerchuk. He... Uh, was famous for having a video blog about wine. His family owned a wine store in New Jersey, and they would do mail-order wine. Um, and it was called Wine Library TV. And Gary just sat with a, a bad camera or the webcam on his on his, uh, on his laptop and would do these wine shows. Uh, and Gary's famous because he answered every question people sent him and he responds to you on Twitter like he's really great. So he's written a couple of books before that were good, really quite good. Um, but he's got a new book out. It's about 
sort of the idea behind good online marketing and it's called jab 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 right hook and gary's theory is that you have to before you can sell to people or pitch to people your wares you have to give them lots of value and so he calls those the jabs so you need to be putting out a podcast regularly or new blog posts or or sharing their content um you know setting your own clients up and and showing off the cool things that they do so you do lots of those little jabs before you can do the right hook, which is the, you know, we are launching this new product and we wanted you to buy it. In the camp world, it would be um, lots of little jabs like um, here's a checklist for uh, going on a camp tour. Look for these things and give them a list of, of things. Here's a blog post on talking to your, your child about going to camp for the first time. Or here's a download paper on how to know when your child is ready for summer camp. Um, all those little jabs until the time comes and you say, okay, registration's open for 2014 and, um, and you know, start now. And that, that allows you to show how much value you give to the families and it allows you also to show your expertise um, before you start the actual selling process of, hey, register now. And um, I'm partway through the book. Uh, almost half, I think, and it's great. He's got some good examples of people who are doing it badly, right side by side by people doing it well, and um, and that's fun to look at big businesses and how they've done it well or or poorly, and uh, and see the examples in there. So it's it's a great book. Jab jab jack jab right hook by Gary Vaynerchuk. Um, that's yeah, that's so great. I went to a conference, as you know, in New York, a creative conference, and he spoke, yes. and that was exactly it. And I came back being like, and it's what we've been talking about. We need to think of ourselves. Well, we have to be the experts in our field and we have yes. to educate our families and give them resources that they find useful. Like, you know, how do you prepare your kid for camp, you know, to be, you know, successful for camp and, you yes. know, have sleepovers at the grandparents for a couple of nights, not just one night, like these type of things. Yeah. Um, and, uh, I, this is why I love the tool of the week on Camp Hacker because it's not all camp specific. And I think we, we to be successful, we can't yeah. think like summer camps. We have to think uh, a little bit outside. And I, I haven't read the book, but I, it just sounds, I mean, it's so, it's so in it. And uh, if people are looking for what do I post on Facebook, I'm, you know, with a whole year, if you don't have camp going on throughout the year, start, start sharing your information. Camp directors yes. have so much great information and just start doing like, you know, the director's um, tool of the week. So people are watching, they want to find our show notes. They can go to camphacker.tv slash podcast and you will find the show notes from this and many other shows. As I said, I hope you'll leave us an iTunes review. Um, but I also hope that you will click on subscribe if you're watching this on YouTube. You can see how to do that just below this video. But uh, if you go to camphacker.tv slash podcast, you'll see this and now almost 60 other shows focused on issues that are that are learning issues for camp professionals. So we would really love to see you there and, and hear from you. Thanks, Gab, also. Thanks for a good show. And thanks for the evening, friends. The Camp Hacker Podcast is brought to you by Beth and Travis Allison, summer camp leadership training and marketing consultants. Thanks for listening. 
Building great camp community at camphacker.org.